comments, thankfully, are incredibly ridiculous, and I love you for that. Um, it is a, yeah, it's another awesome day in Western Colorado. Uh, let's see, just get back to the thing. Eric, I'm going to, we'll talk about laser. That's awesome. Uh, Bruce Kinney, since we're talking about weather, I hear you are responsible for global warming since you have some haters out and about. Um, ooh, uh, Mike Barnato, uh, how much for a set of V-Motos? Yeah, Bruce Kennedy. It's all, everything is my fault. <laughs> everything. I got big shoulders. I can take it. Um, <clears throat> hey, Justin, what's happening? Um, Neil Rogmiambadeus, good morning. What's happening? Dave Kessler. Uh, where are you, Dave? You didn't see where you're from. Um, uh, Barnado, so, uh, those four CTs are 85 rear, 65 front, and they are brilliant. Um, let's see, bike fault. My 300 DXC is getting to 95 degrees Celsius pretty quick. I have a KTM fan and taking the thermostat out. <clears throat> Any ideas? That is hot, fast. I don't know how fast you mean, uh, Jeff, but, um... I don't know, and you. I think you just recently did a top end. The only thing that usually, you know, make on a two-stroke, a carbureted two-stroke, generally the only thing that makes them get hot quickly is a lean condition. So either a left side crank seal leaking or some other gasket leaking, I'm not sure. Chris Kinberg, what's happening? Hey, there's my mom. Good morning, mama. There's Suzanne Spradling. Everybody say hi to my mom. Jim Rupp, good morning. Uh, Mark Payne, how did you end up jetting your bike after the RK Tech? Uh, both bikes ended up going like four sizes up on the main and like two sizes up on the Pilot uh, with the RK Tech. Um, uh, I need an RK Tech head for a 2300 TPI Husky. Do you have to do tune or anything in the fuel system? Uh, Brady, no, you don't have to. Um, if, uh, oh, um, Nyhart will join in. I don't know if he's going to be here. He's got a 20 or 21, 250 and, uh, TPI and he just put it on there and runs it and has had no issues. And it's been really good. Now they do kind of like ping on D cell and stuff like that. Cause it could use more fuel, but you don't absolutely have to. Um, so I, if I were doing it, I would, I would still do some sort of either um, Power Commander or get that thing flashed by someone that can give you more gas. I don't know. But if I were going to do it on mine, I would definitely give it more gas. But you don't have to. Uh, uh, Crash Hard and Drove. Good morning, fellow mixtures of fuel and gas. I will also acknowledge it four strokes and TPI. <laughs> yes, Crash Hard. I love it. Oh, that's awesome. DJ Cowan, what's happening? Um, ooh, it's getting ready to rain to Moab. That means it's going to be good. <laughs> um... Uh, Kim Jackson says, yeah, and that's uh, considering your jetting fairly correct to start. Yes, uh, on the my jetting for whatever. Um, so, Kochi Stronghold, Arizona, David Kessel. That's awesome. Uh, let me see if anybody else. Ted King, rain. What is this rain you speak of? You had no kidding. We need, um, well, I don't want rain now. <clears throat> I just want snow. Lots and lots of snow. Uh, but not for my trip to Texas. I want it to be nice. Uh, I have... A bunch of questions, so we got to get to those. Uh, one is from Mr. Eric Bryan, who currently is buying donuts, hopefully to bring up to me. <sighs> Only they would just be stale by the time you got here. Anyway, Eric asks, can you actually tell the difference in power on a two-stroke with different style of pipes, like a fatty? Anyway, yes, 100%. You can tell a huge difference 
um, depending on what you're going from. Like if you're going from a stock pipe to really anything else, you're going to probably feel a big difference. Um, the gnarly pipe is going to feel a lot more low end. <clears throat> um, uh, a fatty or a, a rev is going to be like, you're going to feel more top end. Um, but yes, you can definitely feel a difference. It's noticeable. I don't know on a TPI <clears throat> how much, cause I usually jet a bike a little bit differently with the, the pipe. Not always. Um, but so I don't know on a TPI, the big difference, but, um, but yes, a hundred percent that shape of that pipe makes a huge difference in how they run. Um, I don't have time to go into all of the sound waves and how they work, but anyway, the shape of that pipe is crazy important. Um, and, uh, it's, yeah, it's a huge difference. Um, yeah, Mike Barnato, and then you smash it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, um, if you want the most power you can possibly get out of a motorcycle, the best pipes I've ever used, uh, for power, uh, not for durability, but for power are pro circuits. I, it's like putting a turbocharger on a bike. It's crazy how much freaking horsepower it gets. It, it's yeah. Eric can't tell anything different. That's awesome. Brady says, um, you guys are rad. Uh, is that why you change the shape as you ride, <laughs> Bruce Kennedy? Yes, I, if I don't feel enough torque, I put a big dip in the thing. Um, the, uh, Roger Hurd says Pro Circuit's the best. Yeah, absolutely. Pro Circuit makes the most horsepower ever, but I do tend to, they seem to be a bit on the, uh, fragile side. <laughs> so if you watch me and see me, I run a lot of SRT pipes, which are really inexpensive Chinese pipes because I do smash them a lot. But if I want to just straight power, uh, pro circuit, I am getting, uh, some, I'm a Scalvini dealer now for their cone pipes because I'm getting a set for, uh, Morgan Tanky and her husband, Richard Cologne, um, for their betas, their factory betas. And that's going to be awesome. They're beautiful. And Morgan's good enough that she'll probably not dent it all up. So, um, Roger Hurd says, don't crash. The problem is I bend them even if I don't crash. Uh, Dualtron Dream Team. <clears throat> uh, HGS are better uh, than PC. Facts. Hey, good morning, Kevin O'Loughlin. What are HGS? I'm not sure what HGS is. Um, and I'm sure there's lots out there. I just haven't. I've run, really, I've only ever run stock things, um, SRTs, FMFs, and Pro Circuits. So. Uh, Bruce, yes, Scalvini does make one for your 200, um, and they're nutty expensive. The cone pipes are nuts. They're like almost $400, but gosh, are they beautiful. Um, so yeah, anyway, um, <laughs> Shane Wood, who I don't know if he watches this show live or not. I don't think he does. Um, but, uh, he's, <laughs> I just have to read this cause I love it. Um, can I get all three boosters at the same clinic visit? Will this choice cause riding side effects? <laughs> I just had it. Anyway, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, then we got one from Logan Goxa. Any good drills that will help with off-road riding that don't require trails? Oh, so all of them. I mean, re a really good drill shouldn't be on a trail. I'm able to go to the track and ride on my property, not opposed to building smaller features, but I want to get ready for trail riding this spring. Cheers. Logan, figure eights, uh, one-handed figure eights, like, so just keep your hand on the throttle. Um, balance drills, like just standing on the bike with the motor off. 
uh, circle ruts, things like that. I'm sure lots of people can come in here, jump in with more drills. Um, but Logan, the one thing you don't need is a trail for drills because trail riding is awesome, but honestly, you're never going to get that much faster just going for trail rides. Uh, it helps, but if you really want to get better and you really want to build your skills, um, get some drills. Look at Shane Watts's stuff. Look at um, oh Steve Hatch's stuff. Jimmy Lewis has stuff. Um, they're awesome. So, yeah. Uh, oh, HGS come on my TM and other brand. Right on. Sweet. I'm sure HGSs are good. I mean, you know, I'm sure they're good. Uh, I just ordered a new FMF Fatty. Didn't know if it really made any difference. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, the fat, I, yeah, I always order the gnarly if I'm going to order an FMF just because it's thicker steel. Like, I could care less about the performance. I can't ride the bike to its limit anyway, but um, uh, the gnarly is a thicker steel, so it tends to not bend as bad. Um, Beverly Boys, can you recommend any tire studs for winter, winter riding? Yes. Um, the uh, grip studs or the ones that look exactly like grip studs are the best. Trellborgs. Those are all kind of the same idea. They're really good. Grip studs are probably maybe the easiest to get. I don't know. There are, I think there's something on Amazon that looks just like the grip studs, but it costs less. Um, they're the best. They have a tungsten tip. They have this really gnarly, like, auger-style screw thing that goes in, and they don't... They're awesome. Um, uh, Chris Burt, say no to slow. <laughs> uh, Paul, Paul Nancy called... Yeah, so the... Yeah, Chris Birch, all those guys, all those pros that have videos and stuff out there, go watch them, and their drills are amazing. Um, let's see. Da, da, da. Um, Mike Mardano, ride with faster people, absolutely. We use locking front brake and get the feel of front going away, let off, and uh, brake let off. Oh, back on bike, right on. So I think Bruce is like, um, <clears throat> you know, you just cram the front brake on and see what happens, and then get, which is would be definitely good. Uh, I'm talking about drills. I built a balance bike, but I used a full-length spring. Yeah, way too hard to balance. How long did they cut your spring down to? <laughs> yeah, Eric, a full-length spring is brutal. So Brock Hepler, who that guy built the original balance bike for, can do it on a full-length spring, no problem, which is crazy. Um, I would say, Eric, it's about half length. So um, those Chinese group says wear up. Oh, okay, that's good to know. Um no, oh, Mr. Manny, tubeless versus moose for Trail Woods. Moose all all day long. Yeah, no air. There you go, Mike Barnard, no air. Uh, Mr. Manny, if you're new here, you're going to find <laughs> that everybody here is going to... Well, not every. that's not true. But a lot of people here are going to say mooses. I will always say mooses 100%. Oh, okay, there you go, Bruce Kennedy. So you accelerate with the front brake on and ride as far as you can with uh, with the front locked up. There you go. So, um, yeah, it's ba ba honestly balance and throttle and clutch control are huge. So, just like see Waco, Texas, we should go to the Texas race you're going to. Um, yeah, so it's not a race. Um, I wish you could go too, though. Uh, it's not a race. It's a charity ride um, that uh, Cole Kirkpatrick. Uh, puts on at his uh, parents' ranch there in post. It's in the Caprock. I'm super excited. Uh, I've raced down there near Kittakay, Texas. It's south of Lubbock. It's this crazy red dirt mesquite ups and downs. And anyway, 
really cool, and I really feel very blessed and very fortunate to get to go. Um, they uh, invite Cole invited me and my boys to go because we help them out with their um, gnarly root stuff when they come to Montrose. And so, anyway, Cole is very gracious to invite us, and I, yeah, I'm excited. Damon Bradshaw, the beast from the east, is going to be there, and I'm so stoked because <laughs> I think he's been riding a 125, which is awesome because I'm taking my 125. And uh, yeah, anyway, I'm really excited. Um, let's see, uh, what else? Okay, anyway, on to uh, more questions. Let's see, I got the, okay, got the Facebook ones on now. Instagram. Speaking of Jess, um, why do you think people are so overprotective about you sharing your spots? <clears throat> so if you guys watched my I'm sorry video, uh, and it's not, I don't mean air quotes as in I'm not sorry. I mean, that's what it's titled. Anyway, um, although I'm not totally sorry. But anyway, people are protective, and I get it. I, I do understand where they're coming from. I think they're wrong, but I understand where they're coming from. Um, because they've grown up here or they moved here a long time ago, or whatever. They love this area and they don't want to see it change, right? Um, the fact is that everything changes. It always has been. It always will be. Um, things are changing faster these days. And I think that trying to slow down the progress is silly and futile. Whereas what I'm trying to do is build awareness and build love uh, is a proactive thing. And it's not perfect. Um, it's, you know, my, my plan isn't perfect. Maybe it's not the best plan. I don't know, but I think it's good. Um, but we need to also implement some more uh, clubs and organization to help really maintain some things. I have some ideas um, about some maintenance stuff. Actually, if anyone here... Uh, on the YouTubes who's either in Montrose or wants to come to Montrose and talk to me. I want to do our um, big uh, OHV trail day uh, or OHV tag sale day again this year. Got canceled by the freaking feds. Anyway, what I don't want to talk about that. That upset me. But um, I want to do that again and then um, also do some work. There's some trails we need to do some work to. And I think as a motorized community, we need to do that. Um, Roger Heard, yes, as the great Rodney King once said, can't we all get along? Um, uh, mom, thank you very much. You're sweet. Um, so I get it. People are, yeah, they have this thing. They don't want it to change. They just like locked. And I get that, but that's not reality. Unfortunately, you know, we can't live in a postcard, uh, forever. So anyway, that's why. They're just people. They love their place, and, and they're fine. I get it, but um, I think there needs to be... Yeah, I, I'm doing it differently, so and that's me. Um, all right, so my friend Brian Pierce, uh, who runs Seat Time on Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, and SeatTime.co on uh, the internets, um, the... Uh, so sorry, I just got a text. That's weird. From the V Moto guy, anyways. <laughs> um, so uh, he did, and he went to the Red Bull Override um, down in Texas just recently, and he did a great thing. If you guys get a chance, really should check out his YouTube channel, and also um, just go to SeatTime.co. He 
is uh, he's awesome. Anyway, he went to the Red Bull over and he asked me to listen to his thing and uh, share my thoughts on the matter. So the Red Bull over I'm just going to go over a couple things um, because I told him I would and I think it's important for the hard enduro thing. Um, first of all, was anyone there? Um, let me know. And then so other people are chiming in. We have the same issue about secret trails. People got upset because, yeah, legal. Anyway. <laughs> Mike Barnato, I generally don't care that much what people think. Um, Hello Dirt said, ever ride a similar post regarding sharing trail info? He stopped sharing trail info on Southern Utah because ride people showed up in droves destroying the trails and uh, leaving trash. So, Hello Dirt, that, so that's no good, right? That is no good. Um, and I'm so one of the things I'm trying to do with this Ride the World series is to bring people to new places and see new places and, and his spoiler alert, I think the spring uh, Ride the World is going to be here in Montrose and it's probably going to upset a few people, but I want it to be, I want it to be a really hugely positive thing to show the community that like this is not, we're not destroying stuff. And so hell, if people are leaving trash and being jerks, that's ridiculous, right? Um, but when we have done our things in other states, we... Um, we clean up and I, th I would like to believe we leave it better than when we got there. So, um, that was the goal. Matt Andres, yes, you went to the, yes, I'm so glad you chimed in on override. Stay tuned, Matt. I want to talk about that. Um, anyway, you guys are saying all nice things. I really, um, uh, <laughs> appreciate, I'm not going to go through all of it. Uh, hopefully if you're watching this later, you're watching the live chat replay. Um, by the way, there's a whole bunch of you watching and only a few thumbs up. So if you're watching right now, back out of the chat, give me a thumbs up and come on back in. Um, uh, do you ever see stuff from the haters to sabotage your rides? No, Bruce, I don't. They don't. They're a very quiet group. It, it's, uh, they're interesting. They're friends. Well, they used to be friends of mine. Whatever. I would anyway. If we see each, I know who they all are, and if we see each other, we wave at each other, and we're very cordial and all that. Um, but yeah, no, they don't. They're I don't. Know. I whatever. I get what they're saying, but I just think they're wrong. Um, uh, Roger said he didn't come to Prescott. Okay, and CC right down before with us. So that's whatever. I'm not going down that road. I'm not. Um, I want to talk more about the override. So Matt Andreas, uh, as I was listening to Brian's interviews of the pros, right? So he was only interviewing the pros and the bad dudes, you know. Um, most of them uh, didn't really like the event because of how hard, how not hard it was. It was not very hard. Um, they didn't really love the format because the old format was a the old override format was like a six hour thing. You're on the bike for six hours and it just was super grueling um, and just gnarly, right? And the new one had three races and you could rest all this time and they didn't have the night thing because the AMA, let's, you want to open a can of worms. The AMA, they're like fired up about this whole thing, nothing on the helmet deal. Um, they won't even let them run helmet lights. So how are you going to have a night race, an AMA sanctioned night race with um, no helmet? <sighs> Whatever. It's ridiculous. Um, Dualtron, yeah, people putting logs over trails and barbed wire. Yeah. I, I see you guys are like, I'm really 
I appreciate, first of all, all the support on YouTube and Facebook and things like that. But, um, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I love all the comments. I really do a thumbs up, but I'm not going to go into them, um, mainly because I have these questions to answer and we all know how I feel. <laughs> so, um, uh, so yeah, there we go. So it just keeps going. So anyway, Matt, I would like to hear your um, view on the override. How did you like the event? I mean, obviously we're typing. This is going to be a little bit whatever. Um, so let me know uh, what you thought about it. Because I he talked to a few amateurs, and they seemed to like it more than what the pros liked it. Because the pros, I mean, we've the hard enduro guys are, you know, they're used to things just being gnarly and they want to see it just get harder and harder and harder. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Um, <laughs> Brett Menzi, night vision goggles, yes. Um, uh, Kevin O'Loughlin asked, is the headlight thing, uh, helmet light thing, the same as the helmet cam, neck injury? Yes. Yes, it is. Um, but I would argue that um, at least with the torch, helmet light that um i use from motor minded that's not a problem it just comes right off because it's magnet on there and it just anyway flops right off so yeah and same with uh task racing task racing has a brilliant system where it's velcroed on so if you hit hard enough that it was going to break your neck that thing's coming off it's not going to be a problem um and I don't know. I don't know that there's enough real science behind it to say that having a GoPro on your helmet is going to cause you to have a neck injury. And may, I don't know. Maybe there is. I don't know. But I think that's a little, probably small of a sample. Anyway, whatever. Um, but, I mean, and, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm dead wrong and there's a ton of information. But I think the deal is stop protecting us from ourselves <laughs> in so many ways. Uh in this world and let us go but you know as guy martin one of my favorite people on earth said if you think it's too dangerous stay home cut your lawn and leave us to it so there we go um uh chris kenberg the pros can do that override course this year with one hand except mario he chickened out on the water jump yeah it, the override thing was i mean i didn't watch all of it i saw some of matt andreas's stuff uh and um it looked awesome looked like a really fun race, but it definitely didn't look like the super hard and drill stuff. Um, so after listening to Brian's stuff and, um, so, uh, and watching a little bit of the thing, I feel like it's, uh, it was a neat race for some people, but it definitely didn't fall into what a lot of people would consider, um, a hard enduro. So I don't know how you fix that. I don't know how you work that, but anyway, that's my thought. So Matt Andres hasn't said anything. He's probably busy. He's probably doing something. Um, but uh, I would love to hear that. Um, the uh, ooh, Kevin O'Laughlin. Here's a gold mine idea: build a helmet light with a a light. You mean helmet? Oh, build a helmet with light built in. Yes, that would be awesome and expensive. <laughs> but that would be awesome. Um, it's all about money. The AMA doesn't want private YouTube channels making money on their races. Ah, crash and that's an interesting, I never even thought of that. Um, that's an interesting thing. I don't know if that's true. Um, but that is a, that is interesting. So, well, it's, um, 
Yeah, and five fifty two eighty. Enough of the nanny state. Over. I yeah. I think if you guys have been watching my stuff or pay attention to me on Facebook, you know how I feel <laughs> about that. Um. Oh, CC right. I I like to redact my down with quads comment. I was just being a hoser. Well, so CC right. I'm not down with quads as a machine because it's like saying guns kill people, right? Like the the quads aren't the problem. Um, eight side by sides are not the problem. They're not the problem. It's the people using them that cause you know issues. And Crash Hard says just my speculation, but that is an interesting thing. Anyway. Um, uh, dude named Eric, perhaps a light would fit under the bill of the helmet. Yes. So Eric, yes, it would. Um, and Mario Roman was talking about that in the interview. He's like, we could find a way to mount it under the visor. I mean, we could figure this out. Just let us put helmet lights on. Cause that's a, speaking of safety. If you're going to, if you're going to have a night race, having a helmet light is a piece of safety equipment, because if you don't have a helmet light and you're trying to go fast, you are really taking chances. Um, and so, yeah, anyway, um, all right, I had one more. Rick Roman, what's happening, Rick? If you're here, hello. Uh, can you give an overview on setting up a new bike? For example, engine break-in, suspension settings, um, oil changes. So, yes, Rick. Um, yeah, Brady Metter, I would uh, run a helmet light and not give a crap. And a GoPro, yeah. Uh, yeah. And what I went to uh, an AMA-sanctioned enduro last year and they were all you know in the rules and no you know gopros no 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 so i didn't run one and then you know a whole bunch of other people <laughs> running them they didn't care so anyway <laughs> uh so yeah i i'm surprised i followed that rule but um because i don't generally so anyway overview setting up a new bike so first of all if you're buying a brand new bike let me just this is my personal opinion i'd love to hear from you guys but if you buy a brand spanking new bike, you only get a 30-day warranty, right? Or maybe. Um, and maybe. Uh, and if it's brand new, I'm not easy on them at all. I mean, I don't just go fired up and hold it wide open up a hill immediately. But I go ride the living crap out of it pretty much right away. Because if something's going to break, I want to break it in that first like week. And so I can take it back to the dealership and go, you know, fix it. Um, because these things are built well. They've all been run at the factory. So it's not like it's the first time they've ever fired up. So, yeah, I say on break-in on a new bike, ride it like you stole it. Um, the uh, the <laughs> sponsored by Mo Moderna. Um, uh, ooh, Bruce Kennedy. Uh, that, there you go. Um, a one-year warranty. That's really good. Um, but I still would beat on it because I'd want to break it right. I'd want to find out what's wrong with it right away. And like I said, I don't mean ridiculous, unhurt, whatever. You know what I mean? So that's how, that. Um, as far as suspension settings, I really recommend, first of all, check them. Make sure they're the same side to side in the back, like what they should be. Um, considering what your book says, either comfort, you know, KTMs say like comfort, sport, whatever, whatever. Make sure they're correct from the factory. Make sure Hans and Franz didn't mess that up. Um, don't worry about the sag right away and go ride the thing. I don't know. Put 10, 15 hours on it, just bone stock, and then come back and start fiddling with things because things need to break in. Things need to 
break in, sag out, whatever, before you can really set things up. If you start fiddling with things right off the bat, even setting the sag, um, I don't think you're going to, it will change and you have to do it again. So I just say go right to thing um, on that. Let's see. Uh, Paul, that is awesome. And Bruce, that's cool. The beta warranties. Um, there you go. New bike, tear down to the frame, grease everything, double check everything, then go ride it. Yes. That was the other thing. Hang on. Uh, what Brady said. Um, I'll get to you, Kevin, one second. So, uh, yes, that is the other thing, Rick Roman, as far as setting up a new bike. I, I don't go quite down to like the, I don't take the motor out of the frame or anything like that, but I do take the linkage apart, grease it, take the steering head apart, grease it, um, and just touch every nut and bolt on it. A uh, big one, at least for KTMs and Austrian bikes, is their stinking spokes. Always lose lose freaking tension, always, in like the first ride. So uh, even when they're brand new, I'll go around and hit them all, <clears throat> tighten them up so that they don't loosen up like that first day out. Uh, and then... Um, yeah, like I said, touch all the nuts and bolts. Make sure the guys putting it together didn't uh, foul it up. Um, yeah, Bruce Kennedy says, I never see dealers prep air filters properly. Um, they do that right. At, yeah. Uh, I would say, you know, just pop it off. I mean, I I have seen ones done well where they look right. So, um, but just, you know, pop it off, take a look at it. Uh, and then let's see, what else do you say? Oil changes. Definitely change your oil early on the first one, maybe four or five hours, like a day of riding. Come back, change the oil. You want to, again, you want to catch anything. If there's anything wrong, you want to catch it early. Um, it's not so much about the break-in oil or anything like that, although that's good. Get that initial stuff out of there too. But uh, you want to make sure that you see anything early if they botched anything at the factory. Um, so Kevin Olofen, speaking of AMA, do you see any benefits living in Colorado with public lands around since they are the fighters for public lands? No, zero benefit from AMA fighting for our public lands, um, here at all. Zero. The only reason I'm an AMA member is because I like to race their races and you have to be. So, I mean, I do, I don't know, probably on some level they're doing good things. I don't know. But the Trails Preservation Alliance and CovCo, Colorado Off-Highway Vehicle Coalition, are the two big organizations in Colorado that I really like to support, uh, both financially and any kind of publicity I can do. Um, they're amazing. They work really hard. They spend millions of dollars. I mean, over the years, it's millions uh, fighting lawsuits and things like that. So uh, those guys are great. I don't know if they get money from the AMA. I kind of doubt it. Um, like, kind of doubt it. Uh, Dualtron, drop the oil after first ride. Yeah, there you go. So, definitely, that's always a good idea. Um, hey, Nyhart, there you go. There he is. He's finally here. <laughs> finally waking up from your beauty nap, Jimmy. <laughs> or are you coming in from eating bonbons? Uh, yeah, Kevin Olaf, and that's my take. It seems like, yeah, it's way more about local groups. The AMA, uh, yeah, the only, like I said, the only reason I'm a member is because I like to race the races. Also, they, they, the one, one thing they really do well, at least as 
far as I can see, four race promoters, and you were one of them, and so maybe correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you were an AMA-sanctioned one, but they do help with the insurance. They can help you as a promoter get insurance and stuff like that. Um, oh, yeah, Brady Metter. Dakar is coming up. Who else is pumped? Me. Who wants to see Skylar Howes absolutely crush it? I do. I want to see Skylar freaking dominate. Um, <laughs> Jimmy, your snack time. Oh, that's awesome. Um, uh, Brett, Brett McFarland, you being from Oklahoma, did you race the blackjack enduro circuit? No. I didn't actually didn't ride motorcycles when I lived in Oklahoma. Uh, my parents were super-duper anti-motorcycle and um, growing up, so I didn't, I didn't ride motorcycles at all. I didn't ride until I moved to Colorado. Um... Yeah, Neil, I wish there was better coverage for Dakar. It's a tough one, though. Uh, the, the, like, it's uh, any, like, Baja, any of those huge point to point to point to point races are really hard to cover. Um, Brady, I'm thinking you mean Brayback, not B Jack. <laughs> I don't know, but Brayback is rad. I don't know who B Jack is. Maybe he's awesome, too. Um,. Oh, do name Eric. I, so my favorite public place to ride in Oklahoma. I don't know. I don't. I don't have a public place in Oklahoma um, to ride. I've only ever ridden at races, and then with Brady at the Stillwater Five Hundred, which was not um, the uh, uh, not um, public. So um, Blackjack or Brett McFarland says, "Wow, it is." Uh, there's only four in Oklahoma. Yeah, Kevin O'Loughlin says, yeah, there's not a lot of public places anywhere east of here <laughs> to ride. That's why I love it here. That's why I want to share this place with people so that we get in love with it and we can fight for our rights as we move forward. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Nahar, God bless union labor. Two snacks and a paid poo. Yes. I love it. Oh, B-Jack. Okay, I thought we were still talking about the car. Sorry, Brady. <laughs> uh, B-Jack is um rad okay gotcha um that's awesome knew too many motorcycle folks who became organ donors but understand how now and so proud of morgan there's my mama i love you mama <laughs> my mama my mom and dad love the motorcycles now because they see what i do thank you guys for all correcting me on the bject thing i just thought we were still talking about dakar um and uh ooh, mason klein 20 year old racing that's gnarly that's right on mason uh, Brett, Brant McFarland, there are way more than four in Oklahoma, uh, public places. I mean, by, well, and I, I don't know by public places. Do you mean like public land where you don't have to pay anything? You just show up and go ride. Or do you mean where public can come and pay someone to go ride? Because those are two different situations because I'm talking about like my public lands, which I have, you know, peach valleys, 80,000 acres, the G-Mug Forest is 2 million, 3 million acres, you know, just public land. So, I don't know. Um, R.O. Roger, local SoCal kid, right on. Mason Klein, I'll be watching him. That's awesome. Did Has he raced it before? Um, anyway, that's super cool. Uh, Brant McFarland, both. There we go. Cool. Um, the, uh, yeah, I don't, like I said, I don't know. I, yeah, I never rode, so, when I was there. And... From all my friends from Oklahoma, which is quite a few people watching right now, they say that there's really not much. Commented above about the override. Oh, man. I missed it, Matt. I just saw that you were there. Where did it go? I'm looking. I'm looking. 
Let's see. I don't see it, Matt. I don't know if it got freaking deleted. I don't know. Sorry, Matt, if it did. I just saw the, uh, that I was, and then I don't see another one. I don't know. It could be the internets, dude. Um, so, sorry about that. Uh, Matt, I apologize. Um, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, I'll dig through. Maybe it'll show up later uh, when I check things. I don't know. But anyway, um, Matt, I saw you did well. I think you got a trophy, which is awesome. Anyway, that's super rad. Uh, Jimmy Nahart, doing Sodak again? No, I don't think we are going to do Sodak again. Mainly because of my kids and the whole legal writing down the roads thing. So, I, yeah. Um, Smiley Hanson, thank you. Keep fighting and cheering with the like-minded folks. I like it. Thank you. Um, still watering so freaking hot for this guy. Um, Kim Jackson, how about Talamina? Yeah, how... Is Talamina, it's public, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if I go to Sodak, uh, it will have to be with just adults that want to do the whole plated bike thing. And now my 300 is, but my kids, you know, they're not old enough. So I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to take them. So uh, that ain't going to happen. Uh, Brady says, Talamina's good. Just got to know where you're going. All right, guys. It's 8.07. I got a boogie. This is awesome. A whole bunch of you joined in. Thank you so much for joining me for this show. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, that was... Okay, that was your buddy Matt says. Okay. Um, the uh, You won the open A class. Dang. Well, I was hoping you would race, but that's awesome. I know you love the hard enduro stuff, Matt, which I think is super, super cool. Um, but anyway, Jason, way to go, Jason, um, for winning the open A class. All right. I love you guys. Got a boogie. Punk Rock Club, thank you guys for sticking around to the end. Thank you all for the love and support here on this channel and all over the social medias. I'm doing my very best to be a positive influence for this uh, sport. So I'm trying really hard. Um, if there's something I can do better, let me know. Send me an email, morgan at highland-cycles.com. If you're like, hey, man, I love you, but mm, you should do this. Let me know. Um, that would be super cool. Kevin O'Laughlin, thank you so much. Um, Brady Metter, send me tires and a vest. I, the vet, I'm out of vest now. You were supposed to come up and get them, but you, anyway, I'm out of vest and they're sold out. So hopefully we got a new vest. They said mid December. Anyway, my outro is taking a long time. Kevin, thank you. Anyway, I love you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Please, 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 please get out and spread the gospel of two wheels. Also, Follow us as we go down and have a ton of fun in uh, Texas at the Grinduro. Make sure you tune in on the socials, uh, Facebooks and the Instagrams, because um, we'll be doing that. Um, but yeah, I hope what we're doing here at Highland Cycles is inspiring you guys to work on and get out and ride your dirt bikes! Thank you guys so much for joining us for this... Uh, <clears throat> Thank you guys so much for joining us for this edition of the podcast. I hope you had fun. I know I did. If you did, make sure you share this with a friend. You give us a review, a thumbs up, however it works on the podcast world. That would be super awesome. And I desperately hope you guys have a great day.